This is the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. Thank you so much for joining us. Make sure you hit that like, subscribe, and notifier button so you can be aware whenever a new episode is available. Also, leave a comment and a review. We would really appreciate that. And now, off to this week's episode of the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. And we are live here with none other than four-time CrossFit Games competitor, Alex Caron. Uh, you also won a fifth time with a team. Uh, nope. Not no? the individual. Yeah. So the CrossFit website has you listed on Montreal Pro One in 2019. Oh, yeah. No, I, I just didn't qualify in 2019. I was uh, coming back from my injury in 2018, but I didn't do team. <laughs> well, that was going to be my question because I know you had the injury in 18 and then it showed you as this team in 19. I thought, well, maybe he just came back easier uh, with the team and then went on to the three more times at the games. Nope. <laughs> no. Do you, do you know those guys? Do you know the people on that team? Yeah, yeah, I know the guys on the Pro One team and their coach, but uh, and maybe they maybe they had you listed as an alternate or something as a backup plan. Maybe without your permission. But, <laughs> yeah, maybe, but that would surprise me a lot. I know them, and I know they they wouldn't do that, so I don't think so. <laughs> oh, CrossFit! Yeah, crazy. Yeah, we the more research we do, the more we find out that that page you cannot trust. It's flawed. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Sometimes I go on that page to see if, uh, well, who weigh, what's the weight of my competitors or mm -hmm. some things like that. And I'm like, oh, no, it's not possible. There's right. no way. <laughs> yeah. So we actually, um, we have partners. They run a fantasy fitnessing league out of, and they're Canadian as well. Um, and they're called Fantasy Fitnessing. And you can actually draft players to play in all the CrossFit competitions and you get points for who you pick and how they finish. And they're actually running stats for us now um, that are more accurate than the game site. Yeah, I don't <laughs> doubt it. <laughs> so, and we actually had them run a stat sheet on you, and we're going to get into that later in the program a little bit um, okay, good. Uh, with that. So the uh, first thing I want to talk about is Atlas Games. Um, you take third behind Jeff Adler and Pat Vellner. Um, pretty strong competition there. Um, did you meet your goals going into Atlas Games? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I didn't know what to expect going in because I had a uh, rough month, uh, to say the least. I, I had to, uh, I, it was the beginning of my season with my uh, lawn care company. So uh, I was splitting my time between training and uh, managing this company and uh, I didn't have much time to train as much as I would have liked to so I didn't know what to expect coming in and uh, when the competition started I I saw I was what my capacity were, was so uh, I was uh, pretty excited about that and I think uh, I just went on with uh, the momentum as the weekend went on. So you, you own a lawn care company. How are you going to balance that for the next six weeks? Uh, right now, uh, I'm in a good spot. Uh, I have two employees that are pretty good, so I can, be, uh, I can rely on them. 
So uh, I'm pretty confident I will be able to uh, have more time for myself and to be able to train harder for the games. So that's pretty cool. Is that a new endeavor for you, Alex, or is that something you've been doing for a while now? No, that's something I've been doing for a while, but uh, I was always just splitting my time between both and not really focusing 100% on CrossFit, neither uh, my company. But uh, this year, I really wanted to focus more on CrossFit and push it as I'm now 26 years old. So it's my best years, I believe. So, uh, But at the beginning of the season, it was harder to find employees because uh, I guess it's, it's a problem everywhere uh, right now. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, but as I said, right now, I found two, uh, two employees that are really good. So I can rely on them more. I always, I've always said that um, it seems like landscaping companies fared very well during the pandemic. Was that also true? Like, did you start it prior to and see sort of a steady, steady workflow? Yeah, well, it seemed like everybody wanted their lawn done and things yeah. you know, to spend their money on because they couldn't leave the house. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, more and more. Yeah, uh, that's true. But I've been doing it for uh, eight years now. So uh, it's been something uh, I've been doing for a pretty long time. And uh, I'd say I'm always uh, limiting myself on uh, clients because I don't want too much clients and not be able to offer the service that I can offer. And I mm -hmm. want to be able to train also. So uh, I never really tried to expand my company that much but just to be able to have a, a good flow of revenue and be able to train the rest of the year. So here in Canada, I just do uh, landscaping or lawn care uh, in the summer. So it's basically from uh, mid-May to mid-October. So the rest of the year, I can train pretty much full-time. Got it. Was, um, was the Atlas game your first in-person competition for a while? Uh, I've been doing Wadapalooza this winter. Okay. Was that your uh, first in a bit? Uh, well, the games, the Rogue Invitational. So in the last year, I had a couple, but the, the last two and a half years were not so much, not so much competition. Live right. competition. First, first one close to home, right? Closer to uh, home. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, I believe. Yeah. You actually, you fared very well at some of the off season competitions, top 10 at Rogue with that full games field and then the all Canadian podium at Wadapalooza. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> yeah, that was a, that was a fun experience. Uh, again, I surprised myself there. Uh, I didn't know I was able to do that. So that was good, I guess. Uh, but right now uh, I'd say I'm more confident. So uh, I'm excited to see what I can do uh, at the games. And if I remember right, when we interviewed Sam Cornier, he said you guys have trained together? Uh, yes, we train together sometimes, but uh, not that often because he lives uh, in Montreal and it's a three-hour ride from where I live. Uh, but we train together uh, sometimes. And you're both Mayhem athletes? Yeah, yeah. Since, uh, well, he is on Mayhem since... 2019 or 2020 and uh, I followed their programming since last year mm. okay so you so, didn't you weren't lulled into their um, into their coaching after doing the uh, mayhem classic 
it took a little more convincing to get you in there? Yeah, yeah, I didn't uh, up on me um, uh, right then. Um, I'd say uh, I'm a bit of a self-learner, if I can say that. So uh, mm -hmm. I, I really enjoy uh, educating myself on everything, uh, pretty much training, nutrition and sleep-wise. So uh, I do pretty much all of it on my own. But since last year, I've been doing Mayhem, uh, I'd say 50-50, Mayhem and my own programming. So, uh, yeah. And you, are you still a CrossFit Levis? And, and did I read? Did I read that you do some of the programming for them as well? Yes, uh, I program for my uh, affiliate too. So, as a programmer, you know, there's been a lot of talk about the programming of the semifinals. Any any thoughts about that? Well, as some people said, I think where where you are in the world affects how you will perform, that's for sure. Because it's not like uh, back in the time when it was uh, regionals and everyone had the same programming. But I think overall, the organizers still did a pretty good job of programming. There were a couple of exceptions. I think yeah, it, it wasn't 100% really good, but I think most of all did a pretty good job. Yeah. What are your thoughts about monostructural items being in a six-event weekend? What I think about it? Uh, well, I think it can be good, but it depends on what else is programmed throughout the weekend. So if you have a long monostructural piece, I wouldn't put another long workout with, you know, on a six-event uh, weekend. But yeah, it depends on what is programmed with it. Yeah. Are you yeah, referring just, to something specific, Scott? Yeah, I just, you know, <laughs> I, I was at three of the, the semis and the barbell complex sunk a lot of really good athletes just because of, and everybody's getting so strong that the, the, the difference between first and 20th now is not that big. So right. you're talking and about single modality, single not modality. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Single modality. Okay. Uh, I'm not a programmer, so you can yeah. see I don't I don't know the language as well <laughs> okay. no, no, as, as you two. No, that's I why I asked because were... I didn't know you. I didn't. I thought you meant there was like some long run or long bike or yeah, something in another one, and I don't remember seeing that. So. Yeah, that I meant more like the barbell complex, and even the rope climb is was fairly single modality. Mm -hmm. Um, and you, so that's two of them in a, in a six event work, a six event, uh, semifinal. And it just felt very weighted to me. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I can understand what you're saying. Uh, but I think they have to have one event that's heavier and that tests your ultimate strength in a competition. I think that's part of CrossFit. So I can see it as a, its place in every competition. Uh, but it depends again. I think it's in uh, at the forest row down. They put a snatch ladder with it that finished uh, that ended with uh, 265 snatches for the men. And I believe that was a bit too much because mm. you already tested their strength. So yeah, I personally believe that was too much.
Yeah. I, I think I'd, I'm just going back to regional days where you didn't really have that one rep max or, or even a barbell complex max. It was the ladders. It was things like that, that tested strength. And it seemed to be a little less bias. Yeah. Well, it's a bit more raspity, if I can say. Uh, but again, I think it's a, it's good to have one event like that in every competition. So yeah, whether it's a complex it's a, or a one rep max a clean and jerk or a ladder, I think having at least one of those in a weekend is good. And more than that is too much for a six, seven competition. But if we are at the games, I believe you have to have two or three of them. Maybe not in the same format. So if you have a, like last year at the games, if you have a one rep max snatch, you cannot put another one rep max clean and jerk in the CrossFit mm. competition, in my opinion. But if you have a uh, clean ladder with the running, I, I think that event was sketchy a little bit, but uh, <laughs> at least there was some running involved in it, in it. So you can put something like that, I think. But if you have like two one rep maxes in the same competition, it's a bit too much. Yeah. yeah. Um, Alex, speaking to sort of your your trajectory of preparedness for the games and things like that, if you look at last year, you went to the last chance qualifier. Is that yeah. correct? And you got like the last place into the games. This year, yeah. you are squarely, you know, invited in the middle of that, you know, one through five placement at Atlas. Do, does that speak more to sort of you progressing in the sport or does that speak to you don't like online competitions like what 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 do you think um is attributed to that uh well i think it's a bit of both but uh definitely i i think i'm getting better and better so that's good i, I sure. guess uh but uh, the live competitions i never performed as well as in a live comp uh, as in a in-person competition so in my own gym i i didn't i don't perform as well as when I'm with other people around me, pushing me. And so, uh, yeah, I, I love competing besides all the other athletes. And presumably the semifinal that you were put in last year was an online semifinal, right? Yeah, because so of you, the pandemic. Yeah. Okay. And it's obvious watching you that you feed off the energy. Um, you are a very, you show your emotions when things are going well. Yeah. You know, you're, you're fired up about things like that. And how much of that energy drives you through the competition? Uh, I think it's a big part of any competition. Uh, I don't see any athletes uh, having that n not help them or deteriorate their performance in any competition. So if you start a competition the right way uh, or in the three or four first events of the CrossFit Games, let's say, uh, I think it's, it just keeps on rolling for the rest of the weekend, as you can see what you're capable of. So you know what your capacity is and you know what you're worth beside, uh, yeah, all the other athletes. So you know what you can do and you just go with it. So, and same applies if you, you don't feel uh, as fit as them, you, you're, you're just going to dwell on it like, well. You have to, to be able to go past it, but it's hard. Yeah, it's easier when you, you just go with it and everything rolls. Well, in looking at your background, you were a hockey player. 
did some soccer. Those are two sports that are very emotion filled uh, sports, right? You celebrate the goals. Um, It can get physical at times. Uh, Do you think that helped you in the CrossFit world? Yeah, definitely. I think that helped me a lot. Well, I've had coaches also that uh, streamed at me and yeah, it, it became very emotional. So I think I, I can, I, I, I don't no, sorry. Like I don't get distracted by the noise around me. Yeah. I, I think that helped me. I also saw in your background badminton. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I was younger. Yeah. So Actually, I've seen really that like at the Olympics. It. it is very different than how it's played in my backyard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so did you play on those higher levels? No, no. Uh, I never uh, played on, on that level because uh, I had to choose when I was younger. Well, I, I could have continued uh, playing badminton, but uh, I had to choose between playing hockey for six or seven days a week. Uh, and that's what I chose. So my friends were playing hockey and uh, I really enjoyed playing hockey. So I, I went with it and I stopped playing badminton. I was maybe 10, around yeah. 10 or 11. So I played badminton when I was really young. Do you ever, uh, do you ever throw on the skates, Alex? Sorry? Do you ever throw on, throw the, the skates back on and hit the ice? Uh, yeah, but uh, not often. Uh, maybe once or twice a year. So when I decided uh, to stop uh, playing hockey, uh, basically I just stopped. Uh, mm-hmm. I played with my friends a couple times, maybe once or twice a year, like I said. But do you do you miss the physicality uh, contact of that versus what you get in CrossFit? Because I'm still waiting for them to come out with some kind of competition where you have to sort of, I don't know, give an Wrestling. elbow or something. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, not that much. I, uh, I wouldn't say I was a really uh, physical guy. Uh, I was more of the scorer or, uh, I wanted to, to score at least. So, uh, okay. I, I wasn't the, the, the physical guy, but, uh, sometimes what I miss is the emotion that comes with the end, uh, a dramatic, uh, end game or, uh, yeah. But again, I think it's more of a team feeling. So. Maybe sure. someday, uh, maybe someday, uh, I'll just up on a team and uh, experience that as a CrossFit athlete too. What position did you play? Uh, I was the center yeah. for the most part of my hockey career. Yeah, I figured as you were describing your scoring prowess, uh, that was the position you were going to play. Yeah. <laughs> well, I played center and I played the, on the right wing. Is that how you call it? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And do you follow professional hockey at all? Yeah. Well, again, not as much as I did, but yeah, I follow it. Yeah. And your team is? Uh, It was the Red Wings, but uh, right now I don't know if I have a team. (laughs) (laughs) Their fall from grace, they lost, Alex. Yeah. (laughs) It's over. You got to associate with winners. Winners, just winners. Yeah, when I was following hockey uh, more, it was in, back in 20, 2008 and 2009 when they were winning or uh, battling with uh, Penguins. So uh, they yeah, were that's, my team. That's, that's my team. <laughs> yeah. I'm a Penguins guy. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Because of I, Crosby or just the team? 
I, I grew up outside of Pittsburgh. Oh, okay. So all the way back to the Lemieux days, and yeah, yeah. I met him at the Pee Wee tournament in Quebec City. He had a, I don't know how to say it in English, but you you knew he was in the place. He, he was there. <laughs> yeah, he had a swagger about him. He is yeah. a he is a god in Pittsburgh, because yeah. he not he saved hockey twice, because they were so bad when he came, because he was the number one pick, and and he elevated them to a good team, and then in the mid '90s they were going to sell the team off to an out of towner, and he bought the team to keep them there. Oh yeah, I and have so, no doubt he's such a good good guy, and yeah, a great person. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he's paid for a meal or a drink in 40 years. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's not because he cannot afford it. <laughs> right. No. No. That that's how beloved he is. So um why did you choose to go with the Mayhem programming? Um, because I liked them programming and it was uh the one that was the the most similar to what I was doing. So uh, I just went with it. Have you, have you made trips down there? Have you been, aside from doing the classic? No, not yet. I would like to. Uh, and I, I was planning on it with uh, maybe Alex Vigneault too, that, because uh, he's doing may, Mayhem also. Mm -hmm. uh, but it, it won't be possible this year. But maybe maybe uh, we're going to go in October. Uh, if, we, uh, if we both qualify for Rogue, we would like to go uh, train at Mayhem. That's cool. We're actually talking to Alex tomorrow morning. Oh, yeah. And anything you want us to tell him? <laughs> I know. I don't know. Just uh, tell him uh, Tell him to be good in English. <laughs> Usually is. He was, uh, he was Jeremy's uh, translator for us. We had them both on the show a couple weeks ago before, uh, oh, yeah? before his semifinal. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's good. Yeah, Jeremy uh, did great at Atlas, too. He surprised himself. Right. So, yeah. Alex, how's your how's your shoulder feeling? Uh, it's feeling pretty good now. Yeah. Uh, Can you tell us what's going on? Like, you had issues with that prior to Guadalupe. Yeah. Well, it, it's related to my job. So, uh, okay. it was a uh, tendonitis in my right shoulder, uh, but I got it treated, and uh, this winter it was going very well with it. And uh, I didn't feel it at Wadapalooza. And when I came back and did the Open, the quarterfinals, everything was going really good. But then I started to uh, mow again. And uh, mm -hmm. it, it just appeared again. So uh, right now, I'm trying to uh, get it to 100%. And like I said, I think I, I won't have to go on the to go on the job as much and just have to uh, Sort of just supervise, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly. Good. So uh, I'll get it. I'll get it treated treated in the coming week, and uh, I think I, I'll be able to train more after. So what about mowing? Is it like, like explain how how does that work? Uh, it's I don't know. Uh, it's uh, <laughs> weed, weed eater. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you that you always because you're sort of. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. You have to hold it uh, for. Uh, a long period of time sometimes so uh, mm -hmm. i just uh, yeah and you have like the gasoline powered ones that are real yeah. heavy 
yeah, I can. Uh, I wanted to have a uh, two uh, electric ones, mm -hmm. but uh, the autonomy was not good enough. So maybe something. Yeah. That's interesting. Well, I want to. I was looking at your overall stats that we got provided with from Fantasy Fitnessing, and they actually break down your finishes in workouts with certain movements. You guys see yeah, this? Let's see. So I think it's there. Yep. And can okay. you guess what your top three movements are from that? I'd say bike, burpees, and sandbag. <laughs> it actually came out burpees, cleans, and GHDs. Oh, oh yeah. That, yeah, that can be right too, yeah. I could tell I you're mean, a mayhem athlete with GHD sit-ups <laughs> as being one of your strong yeah. <laughs> Well, actually, I was pretty good at them before hopping on their programming, but right now it's just better again. <laughs> yeah, and so I don't know if you can see that, um, but like it has like your GHD sit-ups, your finishes are second, fifth, third, fifth, and eighth, and that's all from 2020 forward. Yeah, that's impressive. Okay, yeah. So you don't have before 2020, yeah? Right, right. This is, and then clean is second, 11th, 19th, 14th, and fourth. Everybody's favorite. Yeah. <laughs> and then burpees, you, it's, it must be what it's paired with, but like second, third, seventh, and then a, these 59th and 67th in much well, wider fields. That's probably because the open didn't matter. And he knew he'd make it to quarter, you know, to semifinals through quarterfinals is what I'm guessing for those. Yeah. Right. Quarterfinals this year. Where, when were the burpees? Uh, event five. What was it? Event five? I don't remember. I don't either. Yeah. Isn't that funny how you can forget? It seems like so, so long ago. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, but where are my snatches? I'm, uh, snatches. Third. Snatches. So in live competition, oh, that very bad. good. Yeah, very good in live competition. If you take, you got to take out the quarterfinals and the open because, you know, yeah, uh, it's actually not that bad. No, very good. Is that surprising? Yeah, because I'd say my it's one of my biggest weakness. Well, uh, yeah, depends on the workout, but again, I did pretty good at Atlas, and it surprised me. Yeah, so again, oh, these are breakdowns from our partners at Fantasy Fitnessing, and they even have your lifting totals uh, in all events from 2020 forward as well. Super and cool. I, and I think that Dubai is a misprint. It's got to be, right? 2020 Dubai, I didn't do it, no. Yeah, uh, yeah 151 pounds, no, yeah. I didn't do it. Meaning you didn't do the, 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 the event? Oh, the whole competition. Yeah, then that's why then. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Very cool. It's really cool to kind of look at your career in that way and see what your strengths and weaknesses are. And yeah, that's fun. I never saw that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a new addition we're adding to our show. So we're happy about I, that. We could probably send it to him. I'll send it to you. Yeah. So you have it. Oh, yeah. Oh, thank you. That would mm -hmm. be nice. Yeah. For sure. So, um, Alex, um, if you're not considering a move to Cookville, what's keeping you where you are, aside from your business? My business. Your business? <laughs> well, in the in the summer, that's my business. But the, in the winter, I have no excuse. 
<laughs> I, I should say I'm a bit of a routine guy. So, uh, okay. yeah, getting out of my own place and my own food and my own bed and all that is uh, is hard for me. Harder than most people, I'd say. So, yeah, but maybe that's it too. How about, uh, how old? Go ahead. Uh, what about Ariane? What about what? Sorry, Ariane. Have a girlfriend? Oh, my girlfriend. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, she's living with me too. Also, so uh, maybe that's uh, that's one. That's another point for not leaving uh, for Cookville. But uh, I think she would be very supportive of it. So she yeah. just go with you, right? Yeah, yeah I've been married maybe, twenty. Yeah, I've been married twenty five years. That should be your first answer. Yeah right. <laughs> just to, just to let you know, from from an old married guy. <laughs> yeah, she should be my number one. Uh, right. yeah. Number one reason. <laughs> totally. I, totally. In, Ale- we, uh... in Alex's defense, I think it was out of context. Right, this is a CrossFit podcast, and we were talking CrossFit <laughs> stuff. So yeah. like, we'll we'll give you that one. And we've been uh, together for almost ten years now, so oh, wow. uh, I think she, she understands better. Yeah, <laughs> and if I leave, I leave, and. She, she will just be supportive of it. <laughs> okay. I was going to ask, um, how long have you been on your own? Like, did you live with your family for a very long time after school? Did you go to college, university? Uh, yeah, actually, I left my parents' house two years ago in 2020. So uh, okay. I lived in my parents' house for 24 years. Okay, so yeah. you're... A little bit of a late bloomer then, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, my parents, uh, they still help me a lot with my company and they, they are involved in the, everything I do. So, uh, yeah, I'm very uh, grateful for them too. And, uh, but, well, yeah, I went to college. Uh, I did a, uh, a program, program in accountability. No, accountability. Accounting? Yeah, accounting, yeah. Accounting. And, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, but I didn't do the uh, university program after. I decided to uh, go continue to grow my company and focus on CrossFit more. And I told myself maybe one day I'll go back to school, but that's not my jam at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if I well, can just continue to be uh, on my own and uh, with my business, that would be perfect for me. There are um, there are a lot of lawns in Tennessee. Yeah, just, just <laughs> I'm <saying>. sure. <laughs> I'm sure of it. <laughs> but if I leave for Tennessee uh, for a longer period of time, I would just you won't be working. Yeah, you'll be training. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. So, what, some of the, your pictures with Ariane are like mountain climbing or hiking. Um, yeah. Is she into fitness as well? Yeah, she's uh, she's been doing CrossFit for two years now. So she started in the during the pandemic, actually, because uh, pretty much everything was closed. So uh, she started training with me uh, CrossFit, and she really liked it. So uh, she's now doing CrossFit too. And what do you like to do to like decompress? Is it like being outdoors and hiking, or other things? Yeah, well, we both really enjoy being outdoors, so we try to find activities that we both like yeah, outside. Uh, it can be hiking, uh, it can be uh, going on a lake, swimming, uh, it can be anything outdoor. 
so uh, being at my parents' house uh, in the in the pool. So uh, yeah, that's pretty much what I do to just decompress and uh, leave everything behind. Do so your cats? Events, do your cats right? go with you? Sorry, my cats. Yeah, do they go with you? Do they go with <laughs> you? <laughs> well, no, but actually we uh, we were uh, talking about maybe bringing them to uh, my parents' house later today. So uh, maybe, okay. <laughs> but we never did it before. So the swimming events don't intimidate you at the games. The swimming events? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. Uh, I'd say <laughs> I'm I'm a bad swimmer. Let's just say it this way. So, yeah, I, it's the one event that stresses me the most. But right now I'm working on it. So it, it doesn't stress me as much. So, uh, and I believe I can, I can be a good swimmer. I just have to work on it. So I'll just put the time and effort in it. And I'll try to to be my as best, as good as possible word on the street is that there's not going to be a swim event this year at the games yeah that would be great for me but uh i think that would be bad for a sport though because uh, <laughs> i think it i think it's part of fitness and it has yeah. to be tested so uh, i hope there will be there will be one still i would i would love to see it in a pool like yeah. uh like the what was it the 2020 games i would love to see an event like that with the me too. Assault bike uh, and the... the lakes in uh, Madison are not that clean. And last year I got uh, sick from it after the lake event. So, and many mm. athletes did too. So I hope they're going to put it in the pool this year. I re really hope. Yeah. Yeah. The permit that, that was applied for, it appears there's going to be a lot of land stuff around the lake. Um, and it goes along the shoreline, but they don't, sh and that does so it doesn't really mean they're not having a swim event, but it's possible they won't at the lake. Yeah. At least for uh, that event. Yeah. They might yeah. they could do something else, but that'd be cool. We'll see. I, yeah. I try not to uh, think about it too much. So, uh, we'll right. See. It's a waste of energy. Can't control yeah. it. Right. <laughs> do you think Justin Medeiros is beatable? There's been a lot of talk about it. He's like the next Matt Fraser and, you know, yeah, of he's. Course he's all this um clearly you think you could beat him right uh well <laughs> saying i think i can beat him this year sure in my mind i don't think so but i would like to think i can but maybe not this year but i think he's beatable so okay. yes he is uh i don't know who could beat it i think pat Benner could have a shot at it uh and it just depends on if he he makes uh, big mistakes as he is used to do, to be doing at the game. So uh, we'll see. If there's no swim event, he he might have a chance. Yeah, maybe. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think it's it's unfair to to compare Justin to Matt because Matt was so dominant. He won so many events, and and Justin doesn't win events. He's just consistent throughout the weekend which i think yeah. makes him more beatable uh, and sorry do you hear me correctly right mm -hmm. yeah uh, and yeah i think he's just different than matt uh because of his how we well his weight and uh his height and his build uh, yeah how his build so, so matt had 
big, big strengths, and he had to work hard for his weaknesses. And I think Justin is just more better overall. But uh, well, not better overall. But uh, I don't know if you you can understand what I'm trying to say here. Like naturally, uh, like naturally better. Like yeah, not having well, to work so hard, maybe it will not have big uh, events, but it won't have any big uh, weakness also. So like more well-rounded. Yeah. So I think he just because of his body type. But that's my personal opinion. So mm -hmm. I think, yeah, he can he can definitely win events, but he won't be too far on any other events. So that's what that's what makes him a good competitor too. Yeah, I want to I want to go back to 2018 to kind of, and that's when you had sustained the knee injury. Yeah, and I read in in an article somewhere that that you had to really sit down and think about what you wanted and did you want to compete going forward? What was it that brought you back after that knee injury? And is it sweeter now that you've come back and are, are making the games again? Yes. Well, it's a huge question. I think uh, in, back in 2018, I didn't think much of it. I was just going with the flow and trying to recover from my injury uh but when 2019 uh, rolled around uh i knew i wasn't ready to compete i still tried my best to qualify for the games and that year it was through the open so it was harder for me because uh, it was a like a competition in my own gym and not with other athletes around me uh, but I still tried my best to qualify uh, I did not qualify so that was a, a big hit but uh, again I just thought I'd invest more of my time in my business and that would be it for that year uh, and but during that time I played a lot with my nutrition and sleep and the training and I, I was really searching myself a bit like what was best for me in every aspects of my fitness journey so that was the hardest part for me like uh, finding what works best for me and uh, I think I'd say up until last year's games I was still not on the right path like I don't believe I was gaining as much as I could so, uh, but since the games last year, uh, I really think I'm on the right path now. And uh, like I said earlier, I'm more confident in my abilities too. So, yeah, I'm really excited for what's to come. And last year you finished 24th, which yeah. is, is kind of one of those areas where you're like, dang, I, I almost made the cut. Yeah, but yeah, honestly, last year... Uh, I tried to forget about it because, like I said, I, I wasn't my best uh, self last year. I, and I don't believe that was a, a performance that was uh, uh, reflecting what I, I'm capable of. So, uh, And I don't want to, uh, to sound uh, like... Yeah. I don't know how to say it in English. Sorry, but you don't. Like, you don't want to sound like you're blame, making excuses or blaming it on yeah, excuses your or illness. But thinking higher of myself, like yeah, mm. I, I'm just. 
I know what I'm capable of and I'm excited to show that and uh, I want to show it too. So we'll see what happens this year. But uh, like last year, I, like I said, I got sick from the lake uh, in event one and uh, and then, yeah, basically that wasn't my, uh, my best year. <laughs> Is it like, you know, when Rich took second at the games that one year and he hung the medal in the gym. So we looked at it every day. Do you use that, that performance from last year's motivation to get you through all the training of this season? Yeah, definitely. Like I know how I felt during the games last year and I don't ever want to feel like that again. So I, I want to feel good. I want to feel like I have energy, like I can go through anything and not feel sluggish and yeah. Yeah. It's a motivation, motivation for sure. Have you, have you considered with your swim training, let's assume that they do go back to the lake and let's assume that, you know, the, the water tests fine the morning of, and you guys go in, but, but maybe you're swallowing too much water and you, you know, you get bubble gut again. Are you, are you considering like learning and training sort of how to not take in as much water when you're swimming? Is that something that you're consciously thinking about? Yeah, well, that's funny because I talked about it with uh, Sam Cornoyer. Mm -hmm. He also got sick uh, last year, and uh, he he told me they were looking for uh, a to take something before the event. Ah, but okay, yeah. they wouldn't get sick from it as much, at least. So, got it. but I haven't talked to him uh, since that, so uh, I don't know. But yeah. Maybe that I, I'll do an effort not to uh, swallow as much water. That's for sure. That's for sure. sure. Yeah. <laughs> so what is, what is the goal for this season? Um, well, the goal for the season, uh, like in any competition I did in the last year is to, uh, do my best and, uh, having no regrets, uh, with any of the events. So when I leave an event, I want to be, really happy with my effort and uh, know that I gave everything and that I didn't leave anything on the table. So it, it, that that's uh, that's also true, true for uh, my strategy, my pacing and uh, my effort and everything. So if uh, like if I'm happy with my effort, but my strategy was really bad, I, I'd still be not so happy about it. So but yeah, that's pretty much it. I want to be content with every performance i do what's the plan uh these next six weeks and when do you plan on getting to madison my plan is to uh, organize my training better than i did in the last two three months so being able to train uh, as much as i can uh, to be uh, ready for the games in six weeks and uh, i'll be leaving for the games uh, on uh, the july 30th the, yeah yeah so uh, yeah in in a month who's, who's got your coaches pass alex it's my girlfriend oh yeah <laughs> and do you have anyone else traveling with you family friends coming down uh no because uh like i said my parents helped me with my oh, business they're running so the business they're yeah. gonna be here uh doing the, the work for me while I, while I leave <laughs> watching, watching the live stream. Yeah. <laughs> so what, what does Ariane do for you as your coach? What? <laughs> well, we talk about it sometimes. 
<laughs> let's, ask, let's ask her. Bring her on. Yeah, Come on. yeah. Come on. <laughs> well, we hear you back there. Yeah, well, I don't think she's uh, really uh, comfortable speaking in English, so I'll, I'll talk for her. But, uh, well, we talk about it sometimes and uh, we find it funny that she's my coach. Well, while not being really my coach, but she's much, uh, much more of a... Uh, she's your emotional coach. support person. Yeah, exactly. Right? So <laughs> as, when, when it goes bad or not as I want it, she's there to support me and just say, okay, let's focus on the next one. And yeah, she's pretty much there for that. But surprisingly, she's getting pretty good at knowing good strategies and bad strategies. So sometimes she helps me on that too. Like if we're on in the warm up zone and she sees something that could be good to do mm -hmm. in a workout, she's just going to tell me and look at that. Just look at what he's doing. And I think it could be good. And now, I'm looking at it, and if I find it could be good, we go with it. So she's your eyes and ears. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, how hard is it for her? We've talked to some coaches that after you leave the warm-up area, it's really hard for them to then see the event. Does she go out to the field or into the Coliseum, or does she watch it on a stream somewhere in the building? Uh, actually, uh, she she goes in the stands and uh, she's able to uh, tolerate it. I, I don't <laughs> think she enjoys it as much as she should or could. But uh, she's a high-level dancer too. So she's uh, used to big competitions and shows. So uh, yeah, she knows what, what it's all about. So uh, when... <laughs> in stressful events or she knows what goes through my mind and sometimes it's good but well all the time it's good to have her by my side just telling me the things that i need to hear not the things that i want to hear but the things that i need to hear yeah what kind of dancing does she do uh hip hop well she she stopped doing it last year uh but she was uh doing it nice well, I, I've had a blast, Alex. I'm so glad you jumped on with us. Um, I can't wait to to head to Madison and watch you in person. Um, and good luck this season. Thank you. And thanks a lot for having me. That was very fun. And, yeah, uh, it's been good getting you, to know you. If you can send me the, the staff. Um, it's heading your way right now. Perfect. Thank you very much. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, Alex. Bye. Have a good day. You too. Thank you for joining us on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends podcast. Remember, you can find us now on YouTube as well as all major podcast platforms. Please go ahead and hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you use and consider giving us a five-star rating. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you next time on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends.